Welcome to the Media Mavens podcast, where you'll hear the most compelling, provocative, and real conversations with industry leaders and innovators in tech, sports, and entertainment with our host and CEO of well-known PR firm, Axis Entertainment, Sarah Miller. Hi, this is Sarah Miller and Marjorie DeHay with Media Mavens podcast, and we're here with the fabulous Smosh crew, Daniel Tibbetts in Hecox and Shane Top. Hey guys, welcome to the show again. Hello, hello. Good to be back. I hello, loved Sarah. it. So that when we did our podcast, I had Ian on, then Shane popped in to drop it on Ian, then we all co-hosted each other, and then we booted Ian off, and then Shane and I kept going. But you guys, like such tremendous stories, and it's so impressive. But I wanted to have everybody on here because it's interesting because one or two of my employees that works for me one of them who does all the editorial, he was watching Smosh. Alex was watching you guys when he was like in high school. Like it's it's funny that the legacy of Smosh goes so beyond where we're at right now. And like, you know, I love that you guys, we've talked about this, but Daniel, you guys are the SNL of the internet. But like, I, and I know you guys just did your live, your first live show. So I want to kind of talk about how that went. And then where do we go from here? Because you guys are doing the most, tremendous job you're funny you're producing your stand-up you're just doing things on the fly and smosh is blowing up but i want to kind of talk about where we're at and what are we doing that's innovative in comedy moving forward and everything but like i i'm sorry i missed the live thing on the login but tell us how did that go for everybody yeah the, the live show went went really well you know we had no idea how well it would go or the whole concept was we, we were going to put on a, a big variety show, live streamed, and we were going to be drunk for the whole thing. We've never been under the influence of, of anything on our videos, as opposed to what some people may believe. So it was a lot of fun. I think it was it was a great kind of bonding moment for everyone. Wait, but wait, were you guys drinking? Because I gave Shane a few good tips of how to stay sober while you're drinking on air. Did it work? You know, I decided to just throw that, throw caution to the wind. And I was like, I'm going to really, I'm going to really do this. I'm going to really drink. And I did. And it actually turned out great. I was nervous. I had never done that before. I, and it was weird watching it back because I'd never seen myself drunk. And I was like, I get to now see how this went. And uh, it really, really was awesome. So, it's so funny. Daniel's like the commander in chief on this podcast, like with his baseball hat, like, overlooking all this. So Daniel, I gave Shane my favorite advice when we're talking about this on this podcast. When you take a shot, throw back, you know, shoot it with a long neck beer and then just spit it back into the beer while you're drinking it. And you can stay sober, but just make sure nobody else in your teammates pick up your beer to drink out of it because it's nothing but backwash. That was my like live event advice for Shane, but I'm glad it worked out. Have you actually done that before in your life? I cannot say any that's going to incriminate me on air, but yes. Well, because if you're doing shots and you're having fun and you don't want to get super twisted and drunk and say something that's not funny when you think it's funny, then we're laughing. So when you shoot back, you take your shot, then you do, you know, a long beer, you just spit it back into the beer like you're drinking it. And this way, nobody knows until one of your friends drinks your backwash. Have you ever just tried telling your friend no that you don't want to take a shot? That's what I do. Because yeah. also you you can't drink that beer now. Yeah, you just wasted two drinks. But I don't like beer, so it doesn't matter. Okay, I'm just going to preference here that Margie will back up. 
is you never disrespect the Irish whiskey. That's the one thing you have to drink. Am I not right on that, Marjorie? You're doing shots of Irish whiskey. That's is no, that's, that the only, that's, that's the only thing that's golden rule to not doing. But you didn't respect it. You put it in your mouth and yeah, spat you it lied. in the bottle. You lied. And if there's, that's more disrespectful. That's more disrespectful. Yeah. I would never disrespect Irish whiskey because Marjorie's Irish and she wouldn't allow it. Okay. So there we go. But how, like, how does, because it was your very first live, live performance, right? We've done, okay. we've done some other live things before. We did, we did a live show called Smosh Live back in, 2016, I believe, but it was a very different show. That was, that was a more of a sketch show, very close to Saturday night live. And for this show, we wanted to do something that we felt was more smosh, less smosh trying to do something that someone else does well already. And that's how we came to this, this show, which was taking shows that already exist that we do that people are familiar with and seeing how we can kind of twist expectations by adding a drunk twist to it. <laughs> so we have a show called Eat It or Yeet It, which is a food uh, competition show where you're presented with the food. It might be good. It might be bad. And you have to try to guess if it's good or bad and then eat it. So all of those on the show were had alcohol involved. Yeah, we did a happy hour, Eat It or Yeet It. So. Yeah. A uh, slew of, of really disgusting cocktails. Pretty rough. What was the worst one? There was one that was a blue cheese infused vodka, I believe. And who was me? Is this is this is one of the skits you guys did on this on the live live event, right? Yes, yes. And is that going to continue on to be one of your ongoing skits since it was so successful? So Eat It or Eat It is is a show that we have on our on our Smosh Pit channel. So that's that's kind of the reason for doing it for our under the influence live show. It's it's a show that people are familiar with, but we just found a way to make it a little crazier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's one of our most popular shows. We actually just recently filmed the hundredth episode. Nice. Mm-hmm. So we have a question for you for Daniel because I know you came on like what a year or two ago, and you have such a tremendous tech back form, or you're not even uh, less, a little less than a, a year ago, actually. About it was 10 less than a month ago. ago. I was like, okay, but we'll, we'll he'll we'll work on that. Given where Smosh is, he's, I mean, from my podcast and talking to these guys one on one, tremendously funny, talented, love the team. It's all about the teamwork and the, the pivot from producing to directing to making it happen. Is the idea because it was you two, because you guys are like the SNL the Broadway, as you said earlier, hit of the internet is the idea to integrate and lean more into tech to reach more fans, to kind of evolve into more hybrid live shows or how you got, like, where are you guys going from here on the tech side that's going to expand the platform for more people to see what's going on over there? Yeah, and, and you know, if you take that analogy of the SNL of the internet, right, we're also the Broadway video of the internet, Right. Where Lauren Michaels can take can work with talent and characters and, and different things on the show and then expand them right into movies, television, films, other media. Right. And so the live show is a great example. It was our first live streaming ticketed event right in the history of the company. And what was fascinating about that is we used a platform, a new technology called Kiswe, K-I-S-W-E. And what Kiswe allowed was a really great interactive Several interactive elements, obviously chat, which you know is pretty standard when you think about a live stream, 
but they also allowed our fans to record a five second video of themselves, right? Either toasting or doing something active. And then that video of, of themselves was streamed across the bottom of the live show. So the fans felt part of the show. They could just, they could see themselves, their friends could see them. The thing that was fascinating about the ticketed event is it was a truly global event. We were able to watch through a dashboard where tickets were bought and they were bought all over the world. Certainly the U.S., but in you know Canada, but also there was a tremendous amount of tickets bought in the Philippines, Africa, the Middle East, the U.K. It was really a, a massive global event. And considering it was at six o'clock Pacific Standard Time, it really shows the power of the brand because people were willing to be up at, you know, 3 a.m., 4 a.m., 6 a.m. to watch the show live. And then it was it, the, the show was so popular. A lot of people who couldn't attend live asked, could they watch it afterwards? So we offered it as a VOD product for seven days after the live stream, again, hosted, served and done by Kizwe. So that was a unique platform for us, something very new. It worked and we're going to continue to do live streams like that in the future. Are you like, so it's going to be more immersive. It sounds like you guys are moving to the more immersive experience for the fans. If they could be involved, chat, be part of the show, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. I think I think one of one of the things that I wanted to give a feeling of was was you're going to a, a live show, you know, at a theater, obviously with COVID and everything touring is is a little is a little weird but also touring for us as company you know taking that amount of time off making videos to go on the road puts a little bit of a strain on on what we're doing so for this it it, it was the opportunity to to give the feeling of of going to a live show taking the night off to see YouTubers you really enjoy but being able to deliver that show across the world rather than like, oh, we'll go to, you know, Indiana for this night. And then the next night we'll be in Iowa. Being able to deliver one show to everyone was a huge advantage. I think that's also where we're at with COVID. I mean, we're over COVID. We're obviously behind, we're behind whatever we're behind with new stuff going out is that people are deciding they want to be hybrids. They don't want to necessarily, and don't need to be going out live with people. They want the comfort of their home. It's almost like they want life on demand. And if the more stuff they can have on demand, that's not your typical rerun shows and repeats of the last three years, people are looking for new content to digest at the comfort of their own home. With computer oh, and with community, phone. right? They yeah. still crave and the need for community and kind of gatherings and friendships and how can you pull that together? And we did that with Kizwe, right? We, yeah. you know, thousands, tens of thousands of people came together and were able to watch the live show together and experience it. And so not only via the chat, right? Not only, so the people who posted videos of themselves, but also the chat. And then of course, the conversation that was happening on social media. One of the interesting uh, stats that I would share is we had a mascot that was a part of the show, Sloshy. Slashy is a red solo cup who would show up in the show, but it's also a character. And we were able to have it as a kind of as an icon or a sticker in the chat. And um, it was utilized over 8 million times during the live show, which is a, a crazy number of people who were posting it and pointing to it as 
an icon of kind of cheering to the community base that existed globally. You guys are going to be your own meme all over the internet soon with the little sloshy red solo cup. That yeah, is the little guy. Trademark. Are you guys? Are, are, is this like the start of like you know whether it's weekly, monthly of live interactive shows? I mean, is this where Smosh is going? Well, live is definitely a, a big part of the, the the future of the company. It's always been a part of the company with Twitch and YouTube, and we do different live events on a monthly basis. But yes, more and more, as again, as as the world is coming together to watch content, no matter where you are, that's a value we can provide, as Ian said, instead of getting on planes and buses and you know traveling around city to city, we can have a single big scale event for everyone. Okay, so I always call you guys like the comedy troupe of the internet. How many comedians do you guys, I mean, how many people are out there in each of these skits and shows? Who's on staff? As far as our, our ensemble goes on camera, it ranges, but I put it I put it around 12 to 14 people. And some of those people include, I mean, it's hard to say because we have so many talented people that are generally working behind the scenes that also wind up being people that appear in front of the camera from time to time or become, you know, sort of characters in and of themselves or fan favorites. Like there's, there's definitely people that some of our viewers like really latch on to certain figures that are normally behind the scenes, but pop in for a video. So there, there's kind of a whole lore that our viewers have kind of built of the people that, that work at Smosh. Well, it's so. like, it's like SNL. We all had our favorites who've moved off to their own comedy shows, movies that we just follow. I mean, this is what Shane, what we talked about. Because you're, you know, writing, you're producing with the teams, but you're also stepping in. You're also acting as well with across the board with all of this. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think it's a cool thing about Smosh is that everyone is involved in everything to some extent. I mean, uh, and uh, it's it's so great to see some of the crew also being on camera and showing how packed with talent this entire place is that a person who's typically editing suddenly is on camera and they're also hilarious. It shows just how much comedy skills are just flowing through this entire place. And, and Sarah, just to answer your next question, no, they have not asked me to be on camera yet. You knew I was going to ask that because we talked yes. about how, because I asked you, are you going to be part of the skit when I talked to you? And you're like, hell no. You're like, you're, yeah, behind yeah, it. you're making it happen. On. He did get dragged on at the, at our post show during under the influence. I think, I think it was our, our castmate Jackie. That was probably one of the drunker people. Probably. And she was like, she was like, Daniel, Daniel, come in everybody. This is Daniel. So yeah, he got, he got pulled on for a quick second. It was my big moment. Yeah. I hope Huge, like the Twitter, Twitter went crazy with, <laughs> you know, oh, yeah. responses. Yeah. Big sign says we want Daniel. Yeah. yeah. Funny. Can we talk a little bit? Cause creating content takes a lot of time, a lot of energy. So when you're doing these skits, et cetera, how long are you actually preparing? How long does it take or how long did you spend to create your live show? The live show was, was a long process. I think partly because we weren't locked in on a concept for a while and partly because we were just trying to figure out what the heck a live show even is for us, because there was, there was a certain amount of time, you know, we, we had seen what 
Rhett and Link over at Mythical did with their Good Mythical Evening show, which was essentially billed as you're going to see them do Good Mythical Morning, but they're going to say the F word. You know, it was like a naughtier version of Good Mythical Morning. And so we kind of asked ourselves, like, what is that but for Smosh? What is the Good Mythical Evening sort of thing for Smosh? And so for a while, we were kicking around a more general kind of sketch show, but we would be, maybe we'd be drunk, but just a general sketch show, fully scripted and everything. And we had a, you know, a whole bunch of sketches written up and we were tossing ideas back and forth. And then we just kind of got to a place where we were like, this doesn't feel like Smosh. This feels like we're trying to do Saturday Night Live. And it just didn't, it didn't feel like we were bringing anything new to the table. So we kind of backed off that for a little while and kind of regrouped and, and said, okay, what, what can we truly bring to the table that, that feels like Smosh and that our audience would get excited about? And then that's how we landed, landed on, on this concept. I want to kind of like follow up on Marjorie's and Daniel's questions to you guys. I mean, and I know it takes a long time to prep for this stuff and you're constantly in writing and thinking mode and being, you know, what's creative and funny. But when it comes to all the different genres out there of content that we digest every day, horror, you know, comedy, I don't know, education, travel, whatever. Is long term, Dan, this may be a better question for you with your mobile background. Are you finding that comedy is a better long term or short form content play to keep people interactive and engaged? long enough to actually deliver the punchlines to keep them coming back for more? I think a lot of it is the platform itself, right? So TikTok, I think in the last three years has really changed the way people consume comedy. TikTok's a great platform for short form, very quick bite comedy that opens up to, to anyone, right? So the barrier of entry is, is even less than what we've seen in with YouTube and other platforms uh, than ever before. But YouTube right? Even though they do have shorts, right? And, and, and they're popular. It's still one of the best platforms, certainly from a monetization standpoint for longer form content. So, and, and it's a different type of comedy content, right? The way it's written and performed and set up. So we still have to, as a brand, right? And as a group of creators have to think about creating for those platforms and what comedy, what type of comedy and what pacing of comedy actually works best to the platform and the audience on that platform. I, I don't want to keep like, I'm going to always compare you guys to SNL, which is a huge, huge compliment because you guys are truly the, an SNL like in your own version on the internet. But you know how on SNL, they have kind of short form, two or three mini skits you may see, but never again. And then you see the ones that have just so much interaction that I'm um, following. They just end up being on the same the same theme, I don't know if the right term in this is, I know Shane and Ian look perplexed, the same theme, the same story, the same, you know, ongoing every single time, just a different like chapter of that story. Do you guys like, you guys have certain things just do one-offs. Yeah, it's funny. You may still go back in a few weeks, a few months, but aren't there certain themes like an SNL where your storylines are consistent? Like you have the funeral one to where you, roast somebody and that's not just like a one-off funny piece you guys actually made it into like a series within the smosh series of comedy wait okay help me out here guys you're looking at me like 
like during the headlights. Are they comedies? Are they storylines on SNL that are just the same going stories? Are they called series within the show? What's the right terminology? Because I'm struggling here and you all suck for not seeing. I think the term we use is is like formats. So I think to build a, a consistent cadence and a consistent business on on platforms like YouTube, you need to find a, a format, something that's repeatable, something that's within a, a box. So with the funeral roast, that's a great example of we've done multiple episodes. Every time it's about somebody different. So as a viewer, if you've seen the funeral roast, you know what you're getting. And if you enjoy it, you're going to come back and watch it. It doesn't feel like you're getting the same thing because the bits are always going to be vastly different depending on who we're roasting. And that's how we've always kind of done YouTube for, uh, I mean, for probably about a decade now, going back to, you know, our Every Blank Ever series or If Blank Were Real series, like if movies are real or if video games are real, those kind of, those kind of like broad formats that, gives people a reason to come back because they understand what it is, but it gives them something different every time. Well, this is series. It's like an ongoing, like any TV series, which Shane, you know, with like the Goldbergs, because you're on the Goldbergs as well. You come back because you want to continue to see what's in the next series and who's new, what the storylines are. God, I struggled with that one. Thank you all for not helping me out on that one. So, And this is really good because, Shane, you're used to being on a series because you're on a TV series right now. So you know what it's like to, you know, you have your storylines. You have the story evolved. We see you grow up. We see whatever it is that your character is doing. Do you find that easier because you have the show on Smosh? Or are you one of those guys who would rather just shake it up and do different stuff every time you like step up and write something? Or are you more of a consistency like you have on the Goldbergs? I suppose as an actor on a TV series, it's very simple because I show up and I know exactly what we're doing. But I think that's what makes Smosh exciting is, you know, we have a lot of established formats we've been doing for years. And I now at this point know what we're doing. But even within those established formats, there's so much more freedom on YouTube to, to change it up all the time. I think that's great because then it makes it an exciting job that you're not coming in and doing the same thing every day that can get monotonous over the course of years. But I've been doing this for years now and every week always presents something completely new. And that's exciting for me. And I think it's exciting for our viewers that there's always surprises with our content. Even with a show like Eat It or Eat It, we've been doing for a couple of years. Every episode still has a surprise of something that we've never seen before. And I love that. So I actually think YouTube overall has been more exciting and energetic for me compared to working on television. Are you guys, Ian, are you and Daniel kind of looking from a higher level how SNL brings in a celebrity guest or somebody funny as a guest. Are you guys are going to start bringing in like kind of one-off guests every now and then, because you guys have such an amazing team when we spoke with Courtney and as well, that you guys are like a family, you rip off each other, you ad lib, you use the motivation, inspiration of the creativity of the people you're with every day. And it's just, it's such a great to see you guys all gel together like that. But are you going to start bringing in kind of outsiders, outside guests or where, where is the future going with all of this? Yeah, I think I think collaboration has always been a huge key to success on, on YouTube. And that's something that we've always been trying to do a lot more of. Obviously, COVID made it a little bit difficult for a couple of years bringing in guests. But yeah, we, we, always, we always see a lot of success and a lot of excitement from our viewers whenever we bring in people from 
from outside Smosh. Usually, generally, it's it's other YouTubers, but we've had we've had other celebrity guests on before, and it's great for us in many many different ways. I think you know it reaches a new audience, people that you know fans of that celebrity. Another thing is it just pushes the people that are here that much more. You know, when when we have a celebrity guest on or another YouTuber on, it always seems like everyone here is like, okay, now I'm going to be on the A game. So it's 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 really it's it's a fun kind of like invigoration. Oh, and then the third thing is obviously our viewers are are excited to see other people playing with us. So we'll see Amy pull her Tina Fey, come on, do a little thing and then walk off. I mean, is that the level that you guys, is that where the, that level of where you guys want to eventually get to with these bigger celebrities? Uh, I mean, if you, if you have her, her contact info, hook it up. We had, who was that funny person? Okay, and not to age anybody, Daniel, I'm going to pick on you. Remember our second, third year of MEAs with JPR? We had that funny comedian from SNL who opened it up. Remember who I'm talking about? She was from SNL. She was one of their main people. I forgot her name. I Don't ask me why, but catch her on Facebook as well. Daniel, I know that was the year you were at. Remember you were talking about the SNL? She came on and she was funny and did a whole opening type of thing. And it was like so good to see her. Okay, you don't know who I'm talking about. It was an SNL. I don't remember. Marjorie, who was a former SNL female, like way back in the Tina Fey, Amy Poehler days? Rachel Dretch. Rachel Dretch. Good. Molly Shannon was a little bit before that. It was right. It was a Molly Shannon type of person. Point being, it's like, like but that's what you guys are. Yeah, we, we've actually had, them. you know, Chris Pratt and uh, I mean, you could list a, a number of really big celebrities that have been on Smosh shows and they enjoy going on because it is also a sense of freedom for them. Yeah. Right. It, it's a it's either in a sketch or it's in a game format or some other format where they get to have fun. Right. Uh, Maverick, we had Danny Trejo on Eat It or Eat It recently. Right. We were in his restaurant and, you know, and, and did a whole thing with him. We actually have a number of celebrities who I cannot announce at this point coming up in the next few weeks that are coming in. So it's Justin Timberlake is one of the funniest guys I've seen on SNL. Who is? Justin Timberlake. So <laughs> well, even on good, camel. Good Justin. Justin, if you're listening, you should come over. And, <laughs> yeah. You know, Justin or Ashton. Yeah. I'll make calls for you guys. We know other publicists. We have people, know people. Like he's funny. Some people uh, you see that you don't even think in a million years who could just carry a show like that makes me want to follow them on every comedy show they're ever on. Yeah. And as Ian said, the, it's great because the celebrity comes on and they have a great time and the celebrity's fan base then is introduced to Smosh. Right. And so if they like eat it or eat it, or if they like one of our other shows then they're going to come back for that format. And so it's just, it's, it's a continuation. It's like any entertainment property. You want to guest cast, Right. You want to have a strong cast for your program and then you want to guest cast with that and you want to have strong formats. And that's, you know, that's the formula, whether okay, it's who's your, or digital or whatever it is. Who's your dream list of guests you guys all three want on? Top five favorite people that you wish you had on as your guest. We'll call Justin uh, so we can let that go. Barack Obama. Barack Obama would be good. He's not funny, is he? Oh, I'm sure Barack Obama. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm sure he's funny. <laughs> I think he'd be really funny. I've often pitched, you know, for we have a lot of our personality shows. I would just love to bring a fully grown black bear on and just see how it interacts with the cast. You know, yeah. uh, I make a lot of jokes about bears. So that would be, that'd be cool. I think that'd be funny. 
a bear. Daniel, a bear, like a fuzzy bear, like a real oh, bear. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, a bear. Yeah, a real. Sure. Also, Shane, Shane really wants a clown. <laughs> uh, Shane wants a clown for for a video. Yeah, for our show, we have a show. Try not to laugh. Where you know we put water in our mouths, we come out, we try to make each other laugh. I feel like an actual clown mm-hmm. would be perfect. See, these uh, I love our celebrities. Real clown or a scary clown. What? Not a scary clown. No, That's silly clown. Okay. Silly clown. Silly clown. <laughs> uh, not sad see. clowns. clowns. I'm sorry. Clowns should not be sad. Yeah. Or evil. Not a sad clown. Happy clown. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think, you know, for me, like, you know, we've had a lot of movie stars and stuff, but for me, it's always exciting when we do have uh, fellow YouTubers on there. You know, a lot of YouTubers are the people that I, I will be not quite starstruck, but but I'll just be like, oh, my gosh, I'm a huge fan of your work. Also, it's generally the people that our viewers are watching. I think mm-hmm. that, you know, a lot of the a lot of the Hollywood celebrities today, I don't think that a lot of the people that are watching YouTube and watching TikTok are watching the latest blockbuster. Or maybe they do, but they just don't really care. They don't have that same kind of connection to a Hollywood celebrity that they do somebody like Game Grumps or literally any, any, well, I, th- I any think it's the authenticity there because you see these big stars and these big blockbuster movies and that's great but i think when it comes to some of the youtubers and like with you guys funny or not there's more of an authentic like real connection there where you don't really or you can't really have just because just because you're a huge top gun fan do you really have a connection with tom Cru- no tom cruise probably not but there's people that are so authentic i think in comedy in general in that genre, it's a lot more authenticity, no matter if you're a big or small celebrity in this genre than a big screen Hollywood. What's great about Smosh is, is the everybody's very likable, right? Depending yeah. on which channel, you can watch the Smosh main channel, Smosh Pit, Smosh Games. You're seeing the cast, right, in different types of formatting content in each one of those channels. And so one may be sketch comedy and improv where another channel is them playing a game and you get to know more about them and their personality as an individual. And so it's a really unique place, right, Smosh, because it, 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 it allows, from a performer standpoint, to put out both of that, right, as an actor or an improver, but also as an individual. And for an audience, they really get to know who that person is versus, you know, a Tom Cruise, where you really don't, where you get to see who Tom Cruise is, is, you know, on a talk show where they're promoting a film versus really interacting, you know, in a real world situation or a game type situation. Got it. What you guys have a lot of different channels and a lot of stuff going on, which is tremendous. Can you run through what your shows are, what they're about, where they're going, which ones are, you know, are the best ones? Give us some feedback on really what is a Smosh ecosystem. Sure. On the main Smosh channel, there there's a series that we just uh, recently mentioned, which is the funeral roast, which is where we put one of our castmates in a casket, pretend like it's their funeral and have everyone give a eulogy for them. And it's, and it's generally just a roast and it is brutal every time. So we've been having a lot of fun with that. I think on our main channel, we're finding this really great, this striking this really great balance of, of scripted improv. So whether it's pre-planning characters or pre-planning certain bits, but then putting it in a scenario where it's more of an improvisational thing, where it's kind of like a playground to play in. 
on our Smosh Pit channel. We have shows like Try Not to Laugh, which is more strictly improv. You have a, a bunch of props and wardrobe behind a screen, and one person sits in a chair, fill their mouth with water, and our castmates come out one by one to try to make the person laugh and spit out the water. That's that's a big fan favorite, and we're about to celebrate our hundredth episode of that. Then uh, we also have Eat It or Eat It, which is what we discussed before. And then on our Smosh Games channel, we're starting to go back to more um, video games, but also we have a very popular uh, tabletop board game show called Board AF, where we're all sitting around playing different kinds of board games. Yeah, and on the video games, you know, there's a lot of uh, just straight video game play content out there. But again, with our characters and our actors, so like Shane has this really, really popular character called The Chosen. And so if we're going to do gameplay, it's The Chosen playing a particular game. And so it, it melds that improv character-based content with, you know, gameplay video games, which are super popular. How do you guys get pumped for a show? Is there like something that you always watch? Like what's your go-to like oh my God, if I see this bit by this other comedian or I listen to this comedian or if I watch, you know, my dog go crazy, that's what motivates me to be funny in the morning. I honestly don't watch that much comedy. Uh, <laughs> I'm more inspired by the content that creators are, are making and seeing, viewing through that kind of lens. How can I do something like that, but give it a, but give it a smosh twist? how can we see what's working for this YouTuber and do it it, through a comedy lens or through the lens of, of our ensemble? Because Smosh has a very unique thing on YouTube, which is that we have this great ensemble of talented people in front of and behind the camera. And that's always something that set us apart. So we can't, nor would we want to ever copy any other YouTuber because of this different way that, that, we create content. So it's always a question of like, how can we create comedy as an ensemble for the internet? And that said, for anyone out there, you want to start your day great. You want to just like laugh in the morning and laugh all day and have a great attitude. Watch Smosh right when you wake up every morning. Smosh Pit, Smosh Games, Smosh the main channel. And you you're going to do push happy. notifications. Like I get my alarm at seven and there's Daniel <laughs> Tibbet saying, watch Smosh. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. We'll have Ian and Shane, like your, your, your morning joke to get you going through coffee and stuff. I like that. I, so see, good ideas. That's I, this time, like you, it's so impressive. So I know Ian, you've had Smosh for so long. I know you brought Daniel in to get you to that next level. I, you guys are amazing. Honestly. And I, I'm just going to say this just because I've known Daniel for so long, but I feel Smosh is the best thing I've ever, the place I've seen Daniel run and uh, and everything he's done. I mean, it's just, you guys are doing a tremendous job, but okay, I do like the coffee jokes, your morning coffee joke. So you guys could take that out. I'll let you guys keep that one. Okay, thank you. <laughs> we're, okay, so I know we're running out of time here. You guys are amazing. For everybody, where do they go? Where do they log in? What platforms, how can they get involved and see you guys from a consumer standpoint? And then any funny people looking to break it into the comedy scene, where's the, what's the best advice and where should we send everybody? Mm, well, you can find us at Smosh on most platforms. We're on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook. 
find us on any of there and then good luck on your on your search as far as advice for aspiring comedians i think you know every artist has to start by by maybe taking too much inspiration from from somebody they look up to like and i think that's okay i think that that's part of the process towards finding yourself as an artist so there's definitely other comedians that you know in the beginning we definitely copied a lot of like their cadences the way they would tell jokes and that kind of stuff so i think it's okay to find inspiration as long as it's not pure plagiarism i think it's totally fine to to be referential and be inspired and take from the, the greats here for um those up and coming comedians i know there's a few of the schools that snl comes from everybody kind of pulls from they go to these comedy schools to learn is there a good place for somebody to go if they want to get involved with Smosh, writing, producing, or they're just funny and want to be a comedian? I think the best place is for them to just start putting content mm-hmm. on TikTok, putting content on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter. Like the best thing you can do is, is that. The comedy schools, Groundlings, UCB, that was an outlet, but there is also an issue of, there is sort of a cult-like personality to those schools and people get very rigid on the way that they that they think that they have to think about comedy or like it has to be this specific game. And it's like, no, is it funny? Then that's all that matters. So I think that, yeah, the best, the best advice I can give is just start creating. Yeah. So I know we're right out of time here, Daniel, but I got one question before you wrap. You've come from, I mean, created the hit series Rome. Oh, Daniel created Rome in a day, everybody for HBO, the Moby Soge. I mean, you had, such a tremendous play from Buna Murray. You've done some machinima, El Ray. What made you pivot from that to comedy? I mean, was it this? Was it the cast, the crew, the um, strategy, the industry? Where was it that caught your attention that made you pivot into the comedy space? It's two things. One is the cast. Really, I've been familiar and have known Smosh from when they launched back on YouTube, 2005, 2006, and had watched. Ian and Anthony originally, and then Shane and Courtney and Damon and everybody come a part of the ensemble. And I've always found what they did, you know, really funny, but the cast very likable. And, and that's, that's such a endearing factor, again, to, to be able to watch something that's entertaining, but also feel a connection to the cast itself. The second is really the ecosystem, right? When you think about the creator economy and the ability for people to come to a destination and have a vision and just create, right? To create content that they enjoy creating, that a mass audience enjoys watching, that of course creates revenue that then feeds back into the organization and you can just keep doing that. So if you think about the traditional entertainment business, you have to develop and then go convince someone else that it's of value. And then you have to convince them to keep it on the air, right? And your entire fate and existence is dictated by someone sitting in an ivory tower. The creator economy, as we all know, has completely eliminated that walled garden approach. And so Smosh and Ian and this team have built an ecosystem in which they control their own fate, right? And have for almost 18 years now. And to me, you know, having been a creator and created a lot of different things with technology and, and uh, working with a lot of great creative people, this was the perfect destination to be a part of that type of ecosystem, that type of community and work with creators. Uh, it's tremendous. And I'm so glad you landed here. And Ian, you're one of the original founders of Smosh, correct? Correct. Yep. 
So a huge congratulations to you over the years. I mean, you did a tremendous job for anybody, you know, go to Smosh on any platform. Shane, if you want to buy this shirt, Smosh.com. Go to Smosh.com for apparel. And Shane, everybody has to tune in in September on, is it September? I'm actually not sure. We, we're about to start filming the Goldbergs. You, Shane, to be seen on the Goldbergs this fall, everybody, as yes. well as Smosh. I had to give him a plug, Daniel, because I promised him I'd give him a huge Goldberg plug. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> now, you guys, it was so good to have you on. It was good to like wrap up this with you guys. I do wish you guys the best of luck. You know, keep them laughing. You guys are a tremendous team. Honestly, Daniel, it is impressive to see how Smosh has grown and such a good place to see you there with these guys. Yeah, I'm I'm lucky to be here. It's an honor. It's, it's such a great, it's a great, great, great team, guys. It was so good. I know you guys are all busy, ready, producing, getting the show on. So I do appreciate you taking a little bit of time for us. We're looking forward to see you guys soon. And until then, this is Sarah Miller, Marjorie DeHay with Media Mavens Podcast. We'll see you guys next week. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Media Mavens Podcast. If you don't want to miss an episode or want to download past episodes, be sure to subscribe to the Media Mavens Podcast on your favorite podcast provider. To learn more about the podcast or our guests, please visit MediaMavensPodcast.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.